Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is May 8, 2018. This show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. A couple of the additions this week on FightfulSelect.com. Of course, we have the Fightful Select Weekender podcast coming up Thursday or Friday. I'll have a new Q&A podcast up. We have a preview of tomorrow's list in your boy intro. I did alternate commentary on Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin from the Gold Rush Tournament in 2005. We have the Stupid News Extended segment going up tomorrow. I'll have the Fightful Wrestling Weekly up early, plus all the stuff that we have in the archives, like the retro podcast for SummerSlam 2000. Just head over to Fightful Select, take a glance. I posted that uh, SmackDown script really early into SmackDown for subscribers. So if you are a subscriber, I'm often posting things like that too. I am joined tonight by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, I want your thoughts because we didn't get them Sunday, on the night that wrestling died three. <laughs> May 6, 2018. Backlash. Now, now, you I know what? by saying some of the previous <laughs> nights that wrestling died ended up not being so bad. But we're talking knee-jerk reactions here. I really thought that the talk of this being the worst pay-per-view people have ever seen was a little overblown. I do too. I, I, uh, just a little bit. Rollins Miz excluded that from yeah, being a possibility. And, I, and, I, and I, I'd even go so far as Ruby Riot and Bailey. I thought that match was really pretty good. Other than that, it wasn't that it was bad wrestling. It was mm-hmm. that it was bad logic and booking within the matches. With, with I mean, the main event, where you beat down Roman Reigns for that long, and all of a sudden he gets he you know he powers up like a video game, <laughs> you know gets the uh, somersault dive and and does a spear when he's just getting his ass kicked that long. I hated that. The 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 AJ Nakamura ball shot fest. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I <laughs> other people didn't, but other than that, you know, it wasn't great, but. Man, people were really sacrificing themselves on the altar of this is the worst pay-per-view in my recent memory, et cetera, et cetera. Did they forget Battleground from, I think it was last year? I think it probably did. It was one of the worst paper. It might have been the worst since then. Well, WWE, at least. I mean, every year's Triple Mania is trying to set a new low, but. Yeah, but you're going (laughs) to, it's, it's so odd because it's like. It's the la- it's the worst pay per view since the last worst one, and they happen far too frequently now to the point where everybody just thinks we've bottomed out. Never say that. <laughs> I thought that uh, whoever worked as producer for a lot of these matches, which actually we have the information up on Fightful dot com under our exclusive section, but whoever put together these and then. If they conferred with other producers and said, oh, okay, we're all working the rest hold tonight. Okay, good. Great. 11, 15 p.m. Eastern rest hold. Yes. We're good, we're good there. That was. No, that was, that was, that was the major. It's like, it's 1105 and we're starting the second to last match. And I think also your opinion of this overall pay-per-view really depends on what you thought of that Elias segment. I, I, I tend to think in addition to the, bad logic and the and the and how much time they wasted going late if you found that elias segment to be bad 
you really hated this pay-per-view. I like it. Got, if you got some joy out of it, you weren't as harsh on it. That that's what I tend to find with with the criticisms I've I've listened to. As people who watch Listen Your Boy on Wednesday afternoon find out, I always go into a show and I'm optimistic. And I'm all for a fun segment like what what Elias did, but man, some of the the in ring on that show was just so brutally boring. Just mm-hmm. and it really felt like the last four weeks of my viewing were wasted. Yes, like no, and that's all that the is. Pattern. That is my major problem with WWE right now. It's going to be a theme on this show. It's going to be a theme on Shake Them Ropes. It feels like I've invested all this time watching. There's no real build, so you're hoping for the nice blow-off on the paper, and then you just don't get there, and it just feels like, all right, I've made excuses in my head why I'm continuing to emotionally engage in this product as opposed to, you know, play with my phone while I'm waiting for something to, to happen or something to that effect. And it feels like it's, it's to quote the old A&E marketing line time. Well spent. Yes. <laughs> this show kicks off with page putting over WWE backlash. And I was like, no, don't compromise your integrity right off, right out of the gate page. Come hard on. Hard sell, hard sell, sell it. We says that AJ and Nakamura got into a low blow confrontation. I feel like myself and WWE got into a low blow com- confrontation over the last several weeks. Just I feel like I've been kicked in the balls over and over again, just repeatedly. I'm going to be walking like a dumbass all week. Well, hold on. Were you hit in the penis? No. I was <laughs> right in the penis. Page says there will be two Money in the Bank matches, and we'll go right into qualifying matches now. Jeff Hardy, prior to this match, told the announcers he feels like a kid again. I wonder if he means like a 12-year-old kid, because that's how some of his work has been since that first Jinder Mahal match. It's been bad. Tonight wasn't that. It started off slow and steady, but I thought that Jeff Hardy rebounded from a couple of bad matches that he had, or at least one really bad match and one really underwhelming match that he had prior to this. I think having a motivated opponent also helps. And I think the Miz has had a great weekend. Say what you will about the quality of of stories here, but the Miz has had a fantastic weekend. You can, you can hate on him. You, you can complain that he didn't work the Indies. Can't deny that he's had a great couple. He's having a great run here. So, and the guy isn't taking time off. Like what? He just had a kid. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Maurice. Damn. Damn, man. He's like, no, we got our own show. Total Divas got renewed for two more seasons. We're still going to work. Hot damn. This is simple, basic work early on. Crowd's into it. Jeff Hardy takes one of the better spots of the match with a barricade clothesline. In the ring, twist of fate hits, and it's the stunner-style twist of fate. It's not like the the bump-style twist of fate. Uh, Why do you think that is? Um, the, the the tailbone possibly um, wear and tear he may feel like a kid again but he doesn't have the body of a kid again he doesn't have the recuperating powers of a kid again that's something i brought up on the post backlash show is that he has said in interviews uh, i think with robbie fox of barstool sports that he used to try to take care of people as best he could on that swanton and he said not anymore sorry guys it's my tailbone before you all Mm-hmm. and you can kind of see that. So Miz gets out of the way after the twist of fate and gets a neck breaker inside out onto the apron. This match has gone like a really long time, but then it picks up even more. Hardy does a flip to the outside after a whisper in the wind, and then a nice sunset flip powerbomb got two. If that would have finished it, I would have bought it. But the finish was way better than that. A twist of fate and then a swanton onto Miz but then Miz reverses the pin into a crucifix and wins. This match just got better and better and better. It started off very mediocre and very average and turned into a, a damn good match. I like the swerve at the end. Um, I reserve the right maybe to backpedal that because I'm still not old school. Me thinks, okay, you hit your finisher. You should get the pin rather than have. You know, if he, had, if he had slowly pulled him over as opposed to really quick. I, I'm debating that a little bit in my head, but I, I, as it was, I liked the swerve. I liked that the Miz won this and I liked the ending quite a bit. I liked this match quite a lot. 
Has ever anyone ever told you that your internet is trash? Uh, no, because it's generally worked fairly well. But getting a lot uh, of if you need getting me- a lot of Kane uh, voice box sounding. Well, give me a box. give me a second. I'll be right back. Sure, sure. Backstage crappenings. The bar is backstage. So when I got the script for this, there were a lot of things that alluded to maybe tag teams and uh, a Money in the Bank ladder match. That's been a question that's been asked for quite a while now. Everybody's asking me if I know about a tag team Money in the Bank ladder match. I don't know what the deal was with the selfie promos yesterday. I was not told that they were planning one. I wasn't told that they weren't planning one. However, in the run sheet, it was listed as all these tag teams in the Bludgeon Brothers in a promo. It wasn't listed as like action figures in a promo. But we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. The bar is backstage. Sheamus is eating Lucky Charms. He thinks he can do better against Xavier than Sheamus. And there are a lot of goddamn pancakes in their gear bags, Jeff. Prop comedy. Always a good thing, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, how long do you think it takes Worked, to make Worked for Dean pancakes? Ambrose. Oh, I think they just take all the stuff that nobody wants from catering and just sticks it in people's bags. There's no way that they prepare that many pancakes. Oh, but, but pancakes are cheap and easy to make. It's not that hard. It won't take that long, to be honest with you. And you know what? You pay extra. I hate for the, for, for the pancakes truck. this week. They were great. They were great. Shinsuke Nakamura is being interviewed backstage. He says he doesn't speak English. And then he says that AJ Styles is nuts, but so is he. (laughs) And he says that they are nut finished. (laughs) I should be ashamed that I I laughed so hard. We should all be ashamed that we like this, but you know what it is? It's Shinsuke saying it. That's why it's funny. It wouldn't be funny for half this roster. Yes. Because Becky... Becky's charming with her puns, but uh, also from a fashion uh, angle, hipster Shinsuke Nakamura. I love when he, you know, the 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 plaid shirts or the any button up shirt, button all the way to the top. You know, acting all. <laughs> I, no, I this this incarnation of Shinsuke interests me to uh, no end, and I love it. I still felt real guilty laughing about this, <laughs> like I betrayed myself for laughing at something so goddamn stupid. Well, but if you watch was... his delivery, he's winking when he says it anyway. So you know, he's giving up the ghost anyway. So you know, we we can all laugh at the fact that he realizes what he's saying is kind of dumb. We get a selfie promo of Carmella gloating about her win over Charlotte. She says there's going to be a celebration next week. I thought this promo fit her character very well. Oh yeah, no, she she has her character down pat, and it's great. And the the <laughs> the obvious joke here is who's going to be invited to this celebration? <laughs> I love it. Where where's SmackDown next week? It's in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> You know, I really don't mind these selfie promos aside from the weird text. Although, you know, we saw Ty Dillinger, Naomi, Shelton, Asuka. A lot of these are, you know, some of them are kind of bad, but I think... Shelton's was good and to the point, I thought. I really liked Shelton's where he's like, I invented this match. You know, he he has kind of stakes involved as opposed to Asuka, who I didn't buy because she doesn't need the briefcase to beat Carmella. Yeah. It's like, I'll grab the briefcase and cash it on Carmella. Why don't you just come out and challenge her? (laughs) <laughs> How about that one that works too yeah and ultimately i think it gets a lot of these people's faces on the show without overexposing them or shoehorning them into something and somebody say no they're stupid why don't they ever nay young interview these people well you can't do a ty dillinger and naomi interview back to back backstage with renee young also what's renee young gonna ask them like hey ty you're not on tv again this week so how up? does that feel how does that feel? What are your thoughts going into this? What are my thoughts on this? Yeah, these are a little bit more natural. I, 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 I they're not, they're not perfect. Don't get me wrong, but the, you get glimpses of what could be I when they do these things. I mean, Mojo showed that. So, I sure as hell don't miss Baron Corbin being interviewed. Who did his gimmick? Oh, Roman did his gimmick last night. Oh, where he it. basically repeated the repeated the question right back at her. It's like, okay, you know, we're mm. just going to pass it on to him now. 
What are my interested, feelings? Um, on your take of the Bludgeon Brothers backstage, they have a bunch of torn up toys backstage. On the run sheet, it had all these teams listed as if they were actually there, which I thought was kind of funny because it just says like Usos, New Day, Club, Bludgeon Brothers segment. And I was like, huh, interesting backstage. And these toys are like mangled and the merch is burned and torn up. And you see Rowan, he's got the hammer and he says, we have our own toys. What do you think of this? I actually thought it was going to be a uh, sanity promo up After, until the they point they revealed are for them earlier. Yeah. Up until the point where they showed the bludgeon brothers, I thought, wow, this is kind of a cool way to introduce Sandy. Oh, it's the bludgeon brothers. All right. That's okay. I, it, it didn't offend me, but it didn't make me, uh, didn't make me wild about the bludgeon brothers. Cause I don't think, I don't think they need this kind of promo. They've already established themselves as badasses and make them more badassy as opposed to more, uh, how, how do I put this more showbiz entertainery? I don't, I don't need that aspect of it. I don't, I don't need the symbolism. We already got the, the stake. We don't need more sizzle from them. Now all these mutilated toys, this leads to rampant speculation that they have apparently abandoned Bray Wyatt for Sid from toy story. Is that true? <laughs> He'd be a hell of a heel. Oh, he was a great heel. He was an awesome heel. You More know, Sid from Toy Story. What's he doing these days? He's got to be an adult. He's Where's a he corporate at? lawyer. He's he's he went to law school. I pretty much can guarantee you that as someone who works for lawyers. Sid went to law school, probably Ivy League, and probably works uh, in New York City. Can't wait for Toy Story 4, although I thought Toy Story 3 ended perfectly. I had people asking uh, why the chat is disabled on YouTube. It's not. Just hit refresh. It should be there for you. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe while you're there as well. AJ Styles agrees that he and Nakamura aren't done, and he tiptoed around saying balls or nuts or cojones or anything like that and looked around. He's like, if he has the guts, I was like, why? Just be mad. That's all he needs to do is be mad. I don't need him. I don't need the pun. I don't need the witty wordplay. I need him to be pissed that this guy keeps hitting him in the fucking nuts. Right <laughs> in the penis. Exactly. If you hit me, let me. If you hit me in the ding dong more than once, I'm gonna be livid at you. I'm not gonna care about social graces. I'm not gonna care about puns. I'm gonna want to murder death you so don't hit me in the ding dong please oh somebody tells me or told me to uh tell the right in the penis story that i that one of my followers teased on twitter i would say about 14 years ago we had a video scavenger hunt where we Uh, had someone submit this list of things that we had to do and catch on film and for some reason we were filming at a walmart and one of the people, we were showing this list to somebody, and this woman goes, man, this list is great, but who's going to get kicked in the nuts? And I hauled off, and I kicked my friend right in the balls. We had to find another ride home that evening. He drove. As well you should have. Well, he he wasn't mad at me. He was mad at the situation. He later oh, I went. He was mad at you. I think he, later, he was mad at well, you too. The thing is, I was there. He could have. He could have like fought me. He could have. I mean, we we did fight eventually years later, but like I think he tried to go get in a fist fight that night with somebody else. I was like, man, I was right there. Like, well, I would have taken one for the team. No, there. he needed to drive away to recover, and then he was so mad he got in a fist fight. He couldn't get with a fist fight with you immediately. Some other poor. Poor schlep down the road took your beating for you that night. Brad Bar- Barty says, "Why is SRS questioning why Jeff does the twist of fate? How he does? Jeff's only been doing it like that for years. SRS thinking he does it the Matt Hardy way. No, he's done it in several different ways over the last several years. Go back, check the tape. He does it multiple ways depending on how he feels on that day. Depending on aches and pains, I would guess." Yep. Andrade Cien Almas debuts next week. It is about goddamn time. This this contributed to the holding pattern that I felt like we were in. No no sanity, no Andrade Cien Almas. On this show, there was no big cast, and there was no Samoa Joe as well. No Asuka, well, outside of the selfie promo. 
I was a bit surprising that neither Joe nor Cass was on this show. You'd think at least one would be on there. I don't know if it's a thought to protect your monster heels or if it's just maybe they're angry at him over the matches on Sunday. I don't know. It could be either. As Vinny Fernando pointed out, Jeff Hardy literally did that move both ways tonight. There you go. You tell them what kind of bump they take, and they take the bump. Money in the Bank qualifier, Charlotte Flair defeated Peyton Royce. I did not like this match. Uh, The Iconics come out and troll Charlotte, saying that Charlotte losing made their uncle laugh so hard it cured his stutter. Now, while the delivery I thought was phenomenal and they have star written all over them, I don't know how this works. I'm not a medical doctor. How does how does one cure a stutter via laughing? Is that like some like old school cure that I didn't know about? I think it's Australian. We need to ask Anna about this. We do. Uh, I just want to specify, like we had people saying, oh, where's Anna? Anna thought about coming back, but the show has been so goddamn bad that she was like, I'll pass. So there you go. So it's not me. I'm 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 thankful. Um well, it's also you. <laughs> uh I you know what really kind of it it it's irrational, but it sets me off a bit, is, is that Charlotte again, and I, I've brought this up numerous times, she can't stay emotionally focused. She 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 laughed during this thing. I don't know if I don't know if she was doing it just to kind of go along with it, but she shouldn't be laughing at this stuff. No. It, it, it was one of those, it was a bad choice in some ways. Well, I'll, I'll approach this Charlotte thing after the match. This is definitely not the best work match. I thought I didn't think they were on the same page. That strike trade they did, like you could see Peyton's coming from a mile away, which is kind of why they got blocked. And her selling of the chops was real bad until she took the bump. Uh, her spinning wheel kick always looks good. That looks really good for what she does. It's so much different than the one you would see out of an Alistair Black or a Rich Swan or an Edson Barboza in the UFC. Uh, but hers looks really good. Uh, the neck breakers did not. The spear no. did not. No. About th- two-thirds of the way through this match, it seemed like they were very tired. And they were trying to do – and the rolls became sloppy – um, I liked, uh, I, but I did like Peyton's, uh, I like the foot to the throat spot. I think that's always looks very impressive, especially from, from Peyton. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the tope spot was a little bit clunky, especially getting off of Billy after doing that to get to that neck breaker, which didn't look terribly, uh, crisp. I I'm going to argue another angle about this uh, both. And I, this is something, one of the few tweets I did tonight on both this show and raw, for these Money in the Bank qualifiers, they took their hottest heel from the undercard that they could build up with some momentum, and they beat them yeah. to get them in this match. They did that for Ruby last night. They did that for Peyton, who it appears to me right now is seemed to have more of the shine going in in terms yeah. of this Iconics duo. Oh, I mean, that's, and, and it's, that's it's, always it's, been the case. Yeah, and and but it, but it's but it's also it's it's not wins and losses. It's not fifty fifty or anything like that that bothers me. It's when you need someone new, it's best to go to the person that has momentum. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure they're building up Ruby Riot for Nia Jax, and that me threw me off. And then this, and then this threw me off too. I understand wanting to give good competitive matches for these Money in the Bank qualifiers to make it seem like it's legitimate. I just think that there are other people you can have Charlotte beat here to get in. I don't know why you don't do like triple threats or some battle Royals or like get, yeah. get as many people involved as you can. Uh, Royce got a two and uh, like a 2.9 after one of those wheel kicks. Thanks to the interference of Billy Kay gets hung up in the ropes, eats a boot. Why would Charlotte go for a moonsault two days after it costs her the championship? Also, you know, Tyson kid has been doing a lot of great work with production and stuff. He produced this match. Did they even work the knee at all? Two days later, they referenced it on the moonsault, which which Peyton gets the knees up and Charlotte's right back to working, even though the knees are up. It it was everything about that whole right thing. Yeah. yeah, nothing nothing about that made made uh made sense watching it, but maybe they had some thinking behind it. Figure eight gets the win. This was bad. Now I had a lot of people because you know I was 
pretty vocal today about my my disdain for the character building of Roman Reigns. I thought 2017 from WrestleMania through the end of the summer, really, that was some of his best booking that they ever did for him. Uh, Braun Strowman, even even the Undertaker, just his complete lack of empathy for anybody, anything. I thought it was really refreshing. It was the right way to build him. It gave him a little bit of an edge. And then I had a lot of people comparing today Charlotte to him. And I was like, well, here's the thing. Charlotte is not fresh off of four headlined WrestleManias rolling with a Charlotte versus the machine storyline. We've seen Roman Reigns versus the authority. We've seen Roman Reigns and Triple H. We've seen Roman Reigns and Vince McMahon. We've seen Roman Reigns and general managers trying to hold him down. Now we've got Roman Reigns against basically just the anonymous machine who doesn't want him to succeed. We've never seen that out of Charlotte. In fact, we flat out had it referenced in promos, whether she was a heel or a babyface, that she gets preferential treatment because of who her father is. That's mm-hmm. in canon in WWE storyline. That's why I don't have as much problem with this. If they tried to switch that up and said, Charlotte's got to overcome so much in her career and her life, and that's not the case. Uh, I'm curious to see how you feel about this, Jeff. Charlotte's problem right now, she's never had a one-on-one feud where she's been physically dominated. And if you're going to have her as a baby face, the, the whole thing about the preferential treatment is going to stick out there until until she proves herself a worthy up-and-coming. But not, not having good matches. Okay, having good matches is fine, but in a storyline, in a logical build, where she has to come back. And there's only really... In in my mind right now, there's two possibilities on this roster that can do that for her and one not on the roster that I think would be intriguing that I kind of opined in my fantasy booking head. I think if Becky snaps after this losing streak and becomes a Ronda Rousey, like break your arm off in 30 seconds type, you could do that story of two friends who have had a falling out. I, if, I thought I, if, Charlotte's booking from NXT should have been their Ronda Rousey. That's yes. why when Sasha beat her, I was like, whoa, really? I thought she was going to be their Rousey. You know, you could have Asuka get born again hardcore and just destroy her one week. Or you could have someone here. Here's my off the beaten path pick for this year's May Young Classic. You book Madison Eagles to have a run. And then you put her on the main roster doing a Terry Funk-like gimmick, like Funk Flair 89, where I'm doing one last run. I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm the veteran, and I've never really had a run here in WWE. Give me this. Because she is physically dominant enough, and she is good enough to really make Charlotte look good in a feud and to really hang with her physically where you believe that they're equals in the ring as, as opposed to a two on one beat down or something to that effect. That is what she's missing. Or you need to turn Charlotte heel again and have her be a bully. Those are the two options you have right now. In my opinion, I had one person say that Charlotte's going to start getting the range treatment from the crowd. WWE would love that. They would love if she got the type of reaction that Reigns did, because if you throw that up against Ronda Rousey, that's, that's who they really want to build is Ronda Rousey. That's what they really care about. Yeah. But, I mean, and we had Colby Covington of the UFC saying that Ronda's acting like a mark. Well, it's getting cheers right now. They, I don't think that even they expected such a unanimously positive reaction to a Ronda Rousey. Well, what happened was that match at Mania over-delivered and it, and it had people buy in because they were starting to, to, to check out with, yeah. with the story. But the match got them back in. I, I, I still think they've kind of... There, uh, Rob McCarron has has a great theory. He he still thinks that they're going to do the flare sixteen time thing with Charlotte. So it's going to be I'm hard. Sure they to were have, a couple years ago. Yeah, but now I'm not so sure because you have to have Charlotte lose more to do that, and I think that hurts her. So I think tying it in with the flare story and then trying to build her up for Ronda is going to be difficult. So I think they're just going to have her continue to win, 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 and build it up that way. Yeah, the the Roman Reigns thing was a big part of my Twitter today. People were saying, "Oh, their numbers are better than ever." I'm like, "Well, yeah, they're they're doing a great job as, as far as." That. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress. 
Express to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Echoes, but how much better would it be? Just because their numbers are the best they've ever been doesn't mean they can't be better. And that's part of the problem. That's part of the holding pattern. And I hate to do the, say the cliche thing of they need competition, but my God, they're they're willing to let this guy fall flat repeatedly in this role. And I, like I said, man, he doesn't have to be a baby face to be the top guy in the company. He doesn't have to be that at all. If he won Money in the Bank and Seth Rollins somehow on that same show beat Brock Lesnar and then Roman Reigns immediately cashed in and beat the living shit out of Seth Rollins, who is becoming one of the most organically over characters in the company right now, I don't know how it can get much hotter than that in WWE. Because, I mean, what Reigns, the reason Reigns would have is rooted in complete truth. And then what he would be out there saying in his promos wouldn't be rooted in bullshit, which everybody knows is the, oh, they they don't even have the courtesy to tell me I have a title match. I'm like, how many other characters would be stoked to have a title match that they didn't have the courtesy of being told about? It's so weird, the things that they think. And people keep telling me he gets the reaction that they want. No, he does not. I talk to people in the company every day. Why do you think they mute the crowd? Yeah, they're not. They're not as as they say for winter driving and wet driving. They're not turning into the skid here. They're they're not they're not taking advantage of Roman's natural unlikability, <laughs> his natural lack of sympathy from the crowd, his, his kind of pouting nature when he comes out. I mean, other people have pointed out that you know he lo- he looks a little bit like a in some ways Orton. He's there to cash the check and get out of there. Um, you know, about business, look, WWE kind of has a McDonald's problem. They, they are, they are the number one brand, but they don't have to improve quality to stay that number one brand necessarily. Um, my fear concerning your statement on Rollins, I think you're exactly correct. I think Rollins is organically getting over and they're going to be using that IC title run to really see what they have with him there. But everything in my being says, well, and that'll be the point where they turn Rollins again. Yeah. And give him an Orndorff problem and, and turn him again, get Roman over. And that's not going to work. Your version would work. It won't make him a baby face, but it'll make him a hot as hell heel. I think and he can I be one of the hottest no characters in the company's history. You know, the old NXT suit and sunglasses thing that he had going, you know, they do that kind of thing with him. But man, every everything about their instincts and their history tells me, yeah, they're gonna make they're gonna make Seth really hot, like they did on that comeback, and then inexplicably align him with the Authority again or something like that. And you're just like, no, don't like, do why, that. Why are they so against going the complete opposite way and have him say, yeah, the machine is behind me, tough shit, get over it, I'm better than everybody else. Is it that hard? And then people, you know what people say, well, then he'll start getting cheered. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's more creative. It helps other people besides him. It's, it's just more compelling, man. I want to see Frank talking Roman Reigns say, yeah, I blew my chances. Now I'm going to beat on you jerks. You, you, you know, let him do the old, the Baron Corbin, uh, you know, go back to a ring of honor, you jerk type of thing, yeah. you know, have him be the, you know, the, but the problem is of course they, they, they plug the WWE as the baby face company through the WWE universe and all the philanthropy and stuff like that. So it's hard to make the company, the machine, yeah. the heel without getting too McManny 
And that's their, that's always where they get, it'd be fine. If, if you want to take wrestling fandom, especially that hardcore bases, natural acrimony towards the WWE and turn it into something and at least an aspect of Roman's character. But the problem is then you have to balance it with the corporate image of the WWE and they're never going to be, they're never going to want to compromise that. And, and, and that, cause that messes with their money and you're not going to want to do that, but I think it's a great idea. It, it's just out of the box thinking that they're not, they're never going to have the faith that the audience is going to go along with them in only the television storyline. The shut up and enjoy it. People are the absolute worst no worst why would you not have standards for your entertainment exactly why why, what other shows do you watch and you shut up and enjoy it and you just kind of go eh, it's not very good but i'm just gonna i got nothing else better to do for two hours a night i'm just gonna sit down and watch you know think of the worst television show you've ever seen i'm gonna watch two hours of that did you shut up and enjoy it did you shut up and enjoy that or did you turn the channel or did yeah. you not watch or did you want something to be better? See, people don't people don't watch wrestling because they hate it. People want to like it and they they get a standard in their heads that they it can't live up to. And that's where and but the shut up and enjoyment crowd has, you know what? I like a lot of them. Others of them just have low standards, in my opinion. And uh, I saw Frankie Kazarian make the make a point on Twitter this week where he said, I miss when people didn't know, when people didn't have to criticize who wrote what, yada, yada. I'm like, man, it's not exclusive. It's Fear of the Walking Dead sucked ass, and they got new showrunners, and the show is rocking right now, man. It's good stuff. I enjoy it consistently on a weekly basis. There are producers who I find out, and I relay that to our readers, that they set up certain matches. They're consistently better. Shows underneath certain people have just worked better. Well, I think he just, I think, I think it's an off. I think he's aiming at the wrong criticism here because it's not that it's not that the audiences don't like the wrestlers. They do. They're all in on that. They, they love the guys. They love the locker room. They love the business. They just, it's like watching actors. You really like with a really bad script. That's what they're it's, it's bad movie stuff and and so now we now now you're just getting arenas of 16,000 people doing rocky horror picture show type of call and response trying to entertain themselves while they're a bad and each paid far too much money to 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 have to do that to be honest with you i you know what i like roman reigns in the ring i like him as a talent he is a very talented guy he's i really enjoy him in the ring I like Sean William Scott and Billy Bob Thornton, but Mr. Woodcock was the absolute shits. It was terrible. It was miserable. And you know wait, what? Wait, you, thought, was- you thought a movie named Mr. Woodcock? Was, man, that's a high Citizen Kane, Mr. Woodcock. You never know, man. Hey, that, that Billy uh, Bob Thornton <laughs> joint on Amazon Prime is good. Goliath, some good I, stuff. Okay, I'll take good your word for shit, it. pal. Back to SmackDown. Cesaro and Xavier Woods had a an exceptional match, which it would have went on longer. Uh, inverted infrared from Xavier was a really cool spot. He is really underrated in the ring. Uh, Kofi takes out Sheamus at ringside. The end came when Xavier hit for hit his or went for his rope walk elbow and got caught with a European uppercut. Got busted open. Cesaro pinned him. Cesaro then jumped into Sheamus's arms. I love that they use this as a finish. Yeah. I- I think the one thing that got my attention more than anything was, was I, I was always asking, was Sheamus checking his phone during the match? I saw that. <laughs> what are you doing out there? <laughs> That's all I can think about during the, everything else. He's ordering from poopsenders.com because <laughs> these guys keep filling his shit up with flapjacks, and he's like, no, no, no. I got gorilla poop coming to Tampa next week for your asses. Randy Orton's going to get hold of your bag next week. Yeah. Hey, he wasn't on the show tonight either, was he? Well, you know, <laughs> he's a star. He doesn't have to be there. That's true. So uh, next week, the bar versus New Day winning team has a member go to Money in the Bank. Now, under the VTR listing on the the script, it just had Money in the Bank qualifiers. That led me to believe maybe they are running with this, but it looks like they're just going to add one of them. I would suspect 
it will be New Day and they'll put Kofi in there because, I mean, first off, why wouldn't you? But even in storyline, New Day are all about Kofi. Like in storyline, mm-hmm. they're like, no, we want Kofi to be world champion. Yeah, no, the, the, the promo at the Greatest Royal Rumble, if you watched the pre-show for that, I think it was, where they had the they had a New Day promo and they, they're like, there's only one man who can win this. And all three of them went Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And, it, and that's the story. The story is that the New Day really think Kofi is the star of that group. Yeah. And they're waiting for his world title run to come because of all these wonderful things he's done in the past. Yeah, I, I suspect the same. Kofi's going to be in there to do uh, to be the modern day Shelton. Well, I mean, Shelton might be the modern day Shelton. Shelton might be in there too. I- so I I doubt I really like with ninety five percent certainty would say no member of New Day will win the Money in the Bank briefcase. But if you wanted a way to keep them out of a tag team title picture for several months, them with with one Money in the Bank briefcase and the chicanery that they go through trying to make Kofi Kingston champion, I think would be pure entertainment on television. I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be really really good stuff. Uh, however, I don't know that they'll go there now that it's, you know, Raw and SmackDown in one match. Also mentioned Elias could do it and his briefcase could be a Money in the Bank guitar case. (laughs) I think that would be a lot of fun. Mandy Rose defeated uh, Becky Lynch. I have it listed as Sonya Deville in my notes. I was obviously flustered there. Sonya Deville was flustered. And apparently Paige is not Mandy Rose's real mom. I I think we're gonna need a uh, we're gonna need Mari. We're gonna have to we need, need a maternity check on that one. Um yeah, I you know what? I kinda liked the defiance of no, we're staying together, even though you said we're dead. I I, I think that's a nice little wrinkle. I, I I do. I I think those two belong together. Now that said, this entrance. By Mandy Rose. They, they threw this, the NCIS filter on her. This this stop and start thing that they had with her with the walking thing, not working for me. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. Sucked. That, that's what I said. That was my exact wording was, this new Mandy Rose entrance, dot, 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 awkward? Yeah, I... Uh, we're gonna need to uh, we're gonna need to work on that in post, I think. So the fuzzy filter, I think they wanted to make it seem like she was steaming up the lens, but... yes. I got to ask you because I'm not I'm not hip to this. Why the hell do they do that on NCIS? Is it to hide aging? Like what is that? Yes. No, that that that's that's a soft uh soft light type filter. It's okay. it's uh, Barbara Walters uses it all the time if you ever watched her interviews too oh, where, okay. when they were filming her. It was to yeah, it's to hide it's to hide the uh wrinkles and crags in people's faces and things of that nature. I got to put NCIS up there with Murder, She Wrote under like one of those shows that had the most confusing last few minutes before I would tune into Raw. I would catch those last two minutes and it'd always be them like joking at the office. And I'm like, what did they just go through? Because it looks like it can't be that serious. And even on Murder, She Wrote, I'm like, the show has murder in the title. Why is she cutting a rug at the end of this? It's, 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 it's the other, the underlings are, are, are doing like pranks and stuff like that. And just Mark Harmon's being a crank. That's, that's all yeah. I, mean, I know. Pretending oh, like he's not 80 years old with the that weird filter, weird girl in the lab who has no business being in the military or in a forensics lab, but okay. Mandy connects with a big knee, slugs it out with Becky until she eats a Bexploder. Then out of nowhere, Mandy Rose rolls up Becky Lynch. Your thoughts. Are you surprised? You know, I'm not really. It's one of her first singles matches on SmackDown. They probably want to establish her. They probably think that Becky is bulletproof. I've been calling this for every Mandy Rose match since she came up because I thought, okay, Vince is going to take one look at her and go gaga. And then they end up like kind of hiding her in the elimination chamber, which kind of shocked me because I thought for certain she was going to get a couple of eliminations there. I thought she was going to make a run in that Royal Rumble, and she kind of did, kind of didn't. And then I had someone write me and goes, well, what do you think of this burial of Becky Lynch? I'm like, it's not really a burial if you're not going, if you don't think that she was ever going to be that high up. Because, look, I'm with everybody else here. I love Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch is a fantastic wrestler. And if they thought that this competitive division 
could have these types of long competitive matches. She's the first one I put in there, but they're not booking it that way. She hasn't had a great match on the main roster. Other to me, other than that triple threat mania main event, that first one after she was brought up and she was in there to eat the pin because they didn't want to pin Sasha. I've been waiting for this Becky Lynch that we all want since Sasha and Becky in NXT. We're not getting it. We got her propped up a bit during the draft to make her seem like a big deal because she was going to be the transitional champion for Alexa Bliss. I think eventually, no, yeah. I think eventually she gets the Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit push of she's been there for a long time, and then she gets the hasn't got her just due push type of thing. I think that eventually happens. I don't know. I, I just I think. I don't know if it lo- they lost their their shine on her when she started doing the entertainment stuff with the straight fire arrow pole and stuff, which I always stupid. Kinda, it was stupid when when she has that much in ring credibility. I, I look, I want Becky Lynch to make millions of dollars, be a star in this business, but they've they've been bringing up so much new talent, and she's the one with credibility on this roster that they can beat now, and that's going to be her role. I would agree. And um, hopefully hopefully it all comes together. I think that she is too valuable to just be wasted. But, I, I mean, they, they wanted to get Mandy Rose over, and that, that's probably their priority right now. Money in the Bank qualifying match. Rusev defeated Daniel Bryan. Bryan starts chopping down. Rusev gets thrown over the announcer's table, and we go to a commercial. We come back. Bryan hits the ropes hard into, into a clothesline. Man, I I haven't seen anybody since like early '90s Steve Austin hit the ropes this hard. It yeah. is insane. <laughs> yeah, he's putting some mustard on it. A series of pins leads to a head kick from Rusev. The yes lock is applied, but Rusev gets the rope, gets kicked in the face. But then Rusev gets the pin after a Machka kick. What do you think about this? They really focused on a dejected Daniel Bryan after this. Oh, I'll ask you this. <laughs> what do you think they think of Daniel Bryan? And do you think they're trying to recreate the... <laughs> do you think they're trying to bottle back up the magic that they had a few years ago with the, oh, they're screwing Daniel type of thing? You know what I mean? Are they, they trying might, to I, do that? I don't think they are here. I, I okay. really don't. I think, there's a couple th- I think there's a couple things at play here. Number one, Rusev is popular. Um, I still don't understand. I still, I still don't understand Aiden English. You know why they need him, him going hard heel and then trying to get the baby face reaction with the mm-hmm. Rusev Day thing. I think that's just dumb. And it looks like they may have even dropped this Lana story for now. Weird. I don't think. I don't think they have. They've just forgotten it for a week. It just didn't have time. Um, I think. It, I think number one, the first and foremost thing they're doing is they're selling the big cast beating. I think I think that's why they had Daniel Bryan lose here is to sell the effect that Big Cass is a monster. I think it's kind of the uh, transitive property heat, so to so to speak. Here, um, I think it's smart to keep Daniel Bryan out of the Money in the Bank match. I know no matter how much Me he wants too. to compete, he's still new. There's eight bodies here, as we saw in these ladder matches. People get hurt, you know, from doing dumb ideas for spots that they get talked into somehow or they volunteer to do. I mean, we've seen it with Sincar. We saw it with Sheamus a couple of years, and it always seems like the latter match is the first match they put injured people back into to prove their toughness. I'm very positive about this, but I also think there's a more long-term story here. I'm open to the possibility that I think Miz is winning this briefcase. And I think that's how he gets the title off of AJ, and that's how we transition into the Miz-Daniel Bryan storyline. I'm also interested to hear your thoughts on the Daniel Bryan big cast match from Sunday where the ref very audibly told them to go home pretty early in. Um, I thought was, well, you know, we're, <laughs> we're running long. We need to cut it somewhere. It sure as hell works. Let's cut here. Either that or someone thought it was stinking up the joint. I, I can't remember which. Could have been but. either one of them. Could have been either you know, they one of those. Need, what, they, what they need to do was they need to sell the fact that Cass quickly tapped out to avoid more punishment and then beat the crap out of him. They didn't oversell that enough uh, to me because that was the point of that whole segment right there was that Cass, Cass wasn't tapping because he was quitting. Cass, Cass was tapping because he wanted to get out of that move real quick so he could beat up Daniel Bryan. 
I'm very, very interested in the dynamic that perhaps was going on in discussing this Daniel Bryan-Rusev match because WWE clearly knows that Rusev is popular, but they still want to heal him. But they had to beat Daniel Bryan, one of the most popular guys in the company. So you have legitimately two of the most popular guys in the company, but one of them, they, they want to be a heel. You know, a lot of things go through my mind. And, you know, I haven't been able to ask yet, but, like, did they do that? knowing there wouldn't be as much backlash to a Daniel Bryan losing to a guy like Rusev, who was just as pop, well, not just as popular, but really popular? No, I, I still think the logic is they're selling the beating from Cass. I, th- I think mm-hmm. I think that that's, they like, I mean, that's WWE logic. They don't oversell the injury because people come to see the stars and et cetera, et cetera, but they say it on commentary, so you're supposed to believe it. Now, nobody in the arena knows this that's the problem i mean if if daniel bryan come out with bandages on his head because of the beating he took then then you're selling it to the crowd but the crowd doesn't know that so the crowd doesn't know how to react so they just view it as rusev beat daniel bryan clean and there's the shock factor there so to speak but there's also the huh factor for a live audience we are a week and a half removed from the greatest royal rumble and his chest is still bruised as well it should be it takes time to takes time to do that it's kind of like hitting in football you know you kind of have to get your body used to it and then the aches and pains stop i mean it'd been i mean it wasn't peter carl Ouellette against walter if you ever saw if you saw the pictures of that from mania oh weekend. i watched the match holy crap. but it was very close and and look it, who would have thought the it, pirate would be one of the hottest indie acts of 2018 Oh, and now he's getting bookings up the Yazoo, but it's I like saw he's, he's booked against Matt Riddle soon. But so, Roddy, Roddy laid in those chops during the uh, <laughs> Rumble, didn't he? Couple of uh, news bits: Brandy Rhodes apparently worked two matches with a broken clavicle. Yeah, that's that is tough. She underwent surgery. Nothing, was undergoing surgery. Nothing but respect for Brandy Rhodes. She could have. She could have stayed in WWE forever and been a ring announcer because she's a very attractive woman. She said, no, I like wrestling. I want to be on the road with my husband. I'm going to get in the ring here. And she has toughness credibility. So, you know what? Back off of them, guys. The in-ring work, you know, leaves some to be desired, but she she's working on it. But as a character, damn, she is great as a character. And I guarantee that she and Cody will find a way to parlay this into something with dollar signs. They will find a way. It's just a matter of how they'll figure out doing it. Uh, Big Bully Busick passed away. Any memories of Big Bully Busick? He also promoted some MMA. He wrestled in the WWWF. I remember him briefly. I always get him mixed up. I think I always get him mixed up with Bruiser Bedlam in some ways Mm -hmm. in terms of the name. But I, I just... The, the great mustache and the cigar. I liked the, I liked the uh, old time carny bowler hat cigar look. And, it, and, he, yeah. and he just, he was, he's wide, but it was just like, he wasn't. And, and then just reading up on him like later in terms of what he did in terms of the police and stuff like that. I mean, you got to respect a guy like that who, who goes into like legitimate law enforcement and then does like wrestling on the side as well. I, he had a great look. Wasn't the best, uh, wrestler in the world but he served his purpose in terms of just being kind of a big character guy who you could feed to i i think i recall he had like a feud with sid at one point before he went down to the brooklyn brawler but i mean you know that was kind of the level he was at he was a nice presence he wasn't anything spectacular but i mean he lasted what 15 years in 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 the business you gotta have some staying power to do that you made some money in it you can't you can't knock him Rest in peace. Condolences to his friends, family, and his fans. Confirmed that Rosemary tore her ACL. This is this oh. is the thing that has happened months ago. And I don't know. I guess she delayed the surgery. They finished off the storyline with Sue Young. So she's missing probably the rest of the year, I would imagine. Probably going to miss that Rye show. I went to the Rye show here in L.A., and she's... She's great live. She has such a weird she she doesn't have as much presence as a uh, Penta L0 but uh she has a very similar type of presence live and I I think she's uh and especially after what happened with a uh, sexy star. I mean you y- you root for her and and to have this happen now. I have a lot of people asking me to talk all in. We'll talk about that closer as as the show comes along. We will have a fightful presence at the press conference 
this Sunday. People keep asking us if we're doing the StarCast thing. We are not doing the StarCast thing. We are not going to pay to cover a wrestling event. That is just ripe with ethical issues, in my estimation. Uh, But, hey, good on on the all-in people. They're going to make thousands of dollars off of that. But um, not something that we're going to do. If they... Have if they allow a media presence there and do credentials, then we will request to be credentialed. We're not going to do the that deal, but uh, good luck to them in in doing so. Uh, what are your thoughts on that on the all in weekend? We'll talk about that a little bit. We have a couple minutes. I'm scheduled to go mm-hmm. right now, so I'm tentatively going. I, I I was discussing this with with a friend earlier. I have my doubts with with all the New Japan and Ring of Honor and all the crawl, cross pollination and everything. I thought originally there's only one, I think anything less than the 10,000. I think I don't believe in moral victories on this. I think you need to get the number or you don't. And if you do, it's a success for wrestling. Look, it's still good for wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but I think for it to be a success, you need, you need the 10,000. And I thought that there's only, you either needed Daniel Bryan's return match here to get the 10,000 or you needed the return of CM Punk. I don't see, because every other big match, so to speak, has been done. What is the big main event out there that hasn't been done that you can book for this thing that would be a, that big of a draw? Because you've done Omega Okada a ton of times. You've done Omega Jericho. You've done Omega Cody. Uh, that return match isn't going to do it. You've done the Bucks and the Golden Lovers. I, I don't know what they will be able to cook up on being the elite in three months' time. I don't doubt that they'll be able to cook up something interesting. Uh, I Yes. I would, and this is me guessing, this is me speculating. You know, a lot of people have thrown out the idea with Nick Aldis being involved with Bullet Club. You know, Cody versus Nick Aldis is probably not all in main event level, but Cody Rhodes going for the title that his father held, that's something you could put on the show. Um, man, I don't oh, know you, gotta, you, you have a card that's good enough to put on a good show. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but there's nothing that, that goes – Holy crap! I gotta travel out to Chicago to see that. Unless maybe you get the Rock, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's you you need that kind of a draw to get that kind of a crowd. Just having a solid card, top to bottom, you know what? You'll you'll get you know three thousand, four thousand sold on the first day, and you'll get the trickling in, and you and you'll get the, you know you'll get some buzz, and you build up the buzz that way. But as an you're just like. Uh, I'm, I'm like, well, what is there to put on this card that that will what that will draw, especially with every super indie in the world, New Japan being in America, Ring of Honor still trying to draw and get cards. What's gonna be? What's a good main event that won't step on any of their toes and could still draw ten thousand? Yeah, I would imagine Cole Cabana eventually gets booked in some capacity because Chicago. I would hit up AJ Lee too. I mean, she's in town. See what what you can do, what you can try to make happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Mysterio, maybe, maybe he'll end up getting booked for that because he's a bit of a draw. But guys, head over to fightfulwrestling.com. We will have all that news. Jeff, what do you got going on this week? As soon as I uh, log off here, I'm on the uh, I'm on the air with Rob doing Shake Them Ropes. We'll be talking all weekend, all 58 hours of WWE action so far, and we haven't even gone to 205 and NXT for me. Shout outs to Robert McCarron. Of course, guys, we did a great preview show of the uh, UFC 224 pay-per-view for this weekend. Holy Smokes MMA podcast. Check it out. We had Brian Kelleher, who's in a big fight against John Lineker on that show. We had pros picks. We talked about UFC's new deal with ESPN. We talked about the rumors of GSP versus Nate Diaz this August. Hot dog. That's a good show. We have a live post show coming up this Saturday night. Follow me at Sean Rossat, but of course, go to Fightful.com and check out FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. Just give it a glance. If you all want a preview of what you can see on FightfulSelect.com, uh, I have a playlist on our YouTube at YouTube.com slash Fightful that is all just preview content for Fightful Select. So if you're on the fence, check it out. Give it a glance. Until next time, guys, we are out. Good night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.